Right, good evening everybody. Welcome to meeting 20 of Frodham Town Council. Um, for those members of the public that may not have attended before, just to advise you that this meeting uh, is recorded by the town clerk and will be on the Frodham Town Council website. Uh, if any of you don't wish to be identified, then um, perhaps, you know, change your name or uh, and or switch your camera off. Thank you. Um, right, so, uh, Joe, we have Pat Williamson with us now. She needs a name changing or a councillor title added. Thank you, I'll just deal with that. I'm doing marks as well, Jen. Is, is, that, is that our councillor? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Hi, Mark. Um, right, um, apologies for absence. I think, is it just Frank Pennington? Yeah, Frank Pennington, Judith. Yeah. Okay. Um, declarations of interest, anyone? Councillors? No, nothing. Okay, um, 295, requests from the public to speak. Um, now, Joseph, we've had two requests, but I'm not sure who they're from. So, um, Pauline Scott, were you one of the ones to speak? Judith, judging uh, by the emails we received, it was Ian Parkin and Lucy both stated oh. wanted to speak. Um, okay. I don't think Lucy is here, though. Uh, yes, I am. Sorry. Thank you, pardon, Lucy. Okay. Um, over to you, then. Uh, who wants to go first, Ian or Lucy? Uh, I'd be happy for Lucy to speak first, Judith. Okay, Lucy, over to you. Um. Yeah, I'd just like to say uh, about the management of, of the council and um, how I think it could really do a, a bit more objectivity and willingness to listen to people. I think a lot of the problems would maybe not be there if people were prepared to, you know, just talk instead of argue. Um, you know, we can achieve a lot more when people work like that and I just I think it's a real shame the way things have got to. Um, is I just think it's really, really sad because, you know, the council could be something so special and it's just not right now and I think we need to change that. Um, the next one was on the email protocol. Um, I think, you know, people have asked for a document, an email, it, it needs to be given or there needs to be some central place on the website where everything is. There's been times when I've asked for things and I haven't had them and they're really important to be able to make an informed decision. And, you know, you, you just feel like you can't, you can't do what you need to do if um, things are like that. And it's been so stressful trying to trying to work with not a full amount of information. It's been it's been awful. 
Um, so if we're looking at working groups, I think we need to we need to really look at all of the terms of reference and make sure they're absolutely dead on. I mean, what one thing that is positive about the last few months, I have learned so much. Um, I've learned so much about finance and regulations that I didn't know, and I just find it quite crazy that I've got this far into my journey with the council and I've never been really sort of sat down with the financial regulations and it just feels so frightening that it's you know you, you're making decisions and you haven't really um you haven't really got all the right information or the right training and it just feels quite frightening looking back on it and the more I've learned about things it's just well, I just don't like it. So I suggest that anyone who hasn't really closely suggest, uh, looked at the financial regulations, I'd say they're like a really important starting point along with the standing orders. And as far as the social media policy goes, there's been, there's been a number of occasions where as a councillor I've felt marginalised to such an extent that I've felt my only option to have my voice heard is to be vocal on the local village page. And it's not a nice way to have to do things. It feels horrible to have to do things that way. You know, there's even been a situation where I was coerced into trying to, you know, made to design a non-disclosure agreement. But, you know, a really important part of the code of conduct is transparency. And, you know, we really need to be focusing on all of these things. And it's... Um, it's important and I don't really I don't really know how we're going to get there and then you know I've, I've found all the recent events really uncomfortable I've, I've closed my Facebook page because I've noticed an attempted hack on personal data and it just it just needs to stop please can we just turn it all around and you know, if everyone can be nice to each other and be open and honest I think you know I think we, we could achieve some really really special things you know it's we live in a, a beautiful town I love Fredsham and you know we're supposed to be here to do our best for Fredsham and I, I don't think we're quite hitting the mark with that right now. And I really hope that we can turn this around and make things better. But just, you know, about digital safety, I just, I've, I've learned quite a lot about what hackers can do with your account recently, and it's quite frightening. So. I'd just like to urge anyone who's got friends on their Facebook account that aren't people they actually know, remove them because it's a security vulnerability. Um, you know, it just feels awful that the fact that you've volunteered to be a counsellor that someone might think it's okay to hack into your personal Facebook and be looking at all your family pictures. It's just... It's horrible. We, we need to, we're better than this. Please pull it together and sort it out, please, because I can't really cope with it anymore. Thank you.
Okay, thanks for that, Lucy. Uh, I just wanted to say I muted my microphone through that because of my uh, little dog is doing a lot of barking. So um, it, I wasn't meaning to be rude to anyone by muting myself. Um, thanks, Lucy. That a lot of what you've raised there is, I'm sure, will be covered as we get work our way through the agenda. Um, can I hand over to Ian Parkin now, please? Good evening, councillors. Um, can you hear me? Okay. Uh, nod or a thumbs up will be fine. Um, I've just heard Lucy's speech and I fully support everything that she said. However, um, and that however doesn't mean a, a detraction from that. I've looked with interest at the agenda for tonight's meeting. And whilst I must applaud an attempt to put it right, this seems to be addressing the effects of what the problem is, not the actual cause. As such, I'm appealing to all councillors to actually face up to the fact that the leadership of this council is woefully inadequate, has failed on several counts, and thus should be addressed immediately so there is a clear expression of the support that the chair has in taking this council forward with these amendments should they be uh, ratified at this meeting. Now, on a personal basis, Judith, I find talking to you in a non-council environment quite pleasant. Whatever comes from this meeting, could I ask that you respect the decision if the councillors come to it to address your leadership, please. It is not acceptable, but on a personal basis, I have no issues with you. Thank you very much. And I hope all councillors proceed with some consideration of that point. Okay, thank you for that, Ian. Um, moving on to the agenda, then. Um, agenda item 296, management of FTC. Um, now we have talked about this before, and I just want to reiterate that I personally do not manage this council. All I do as chair of this full council and for the uh, committee chairs, our role is purely to keep order in the meeting, to keep to the agenda, discuss the business that is on the agenda and with councillors make decisions. As a council, we collectively manage the business of the council. It's for all of us to engage in the, the debate and make decisions. That there's no management by, by any one individual. We collectively manage. Um, and the role of the clerk is to implement the decisions that we make and manage the day-to-day -day business. So that, that is all I want to say. I, I've listened over the recent weeks and months of the concerns that have been expressed. I have said that I will endeavour to be um, clearer when I intervene on comments from councillors. When and I, I as far as I'm concerned, I have only stopped councillors from talking when they've deviated from the agenda. It may not have appeared that way, um, but I have said that in future I will be more explicit. If I think someone has gone off the agenda, I will say that. Um, as far as the committees are concerned, I have uh, probably the most contentious committee we have is the amenities committee, because a lot of decisions have to be made there about how we manage our land assets. 
and play areas and what have you. Um, I've stood aside from that committee in the hope that we can now start to uh, get decisions made. Um, I'm, I've not been on the planning committee for a very long time and I've stood, stepped down from the events committee. At the moment, I'm only on uh, PPNR committee and I chair full council. So, but I have taken on board what you've all said. And I believe that I have made some efforts, um, not had time to, for you all to see that the changes I'm making are working. But that, that's what my position is at the moment. Um, I've got Bernie that wants to speak, I think, do you Bernie? Yes. Um... I don't think you're actually correct, Judith, when you say that you only stop people from speaking or debating when it's off the agenda. You know, we try and debate, and very often you've intervened and said, this is getting us nowhere, let's move on. That is not engaging in the rules of debate. That is you saying, I've heard enough, let's move on. And that's not correct management. And you've only stood down from the other um, groups because you've been more or less forced to by the public because they keep saying it was the same people that were on the same committees. You, you, weren't, you weren't going, you would not have stepped down from the committees if, it, if you hadn't have been, your hand hasn't have been forced. That's just my opinion. Well, thanks Bernie. Yes, we, we're all, we all have our own opinions on things. Um, I'd, I, I'd, will say, and I, I said, I've already said this, it was never my intention to stay on the amenities committee. When the community and environment committees were merged, Alan Olton was the chair of both of those committees and I assumed he would naturally carry on and chair. But unfortunately he left the council around that time. Um, I wasn't even on environment committee. And I, I only agreed to be chair until the end of that council year. Now, unfortunately we then got into the pandemic and we didn't have our re-elections in May. But obviously um, I could see that um, it was a frustrating committee because we weren't actually making any decisions. So yes, I accepted that I might have been the problem there and I stepped down. Bernie, do you want to speak again? Yes, and as far as other things are concerned, um, I know you don't manage the council but you are the chair of the council. And if things are going wrong, I would have expected you to step in and say that isn't proper. This is not how it should be. For instance, and I mentioned it the other night, why haven't you addressed the fact with the clerk that the bills for the allotments haven't gone out? Why, this is one instance that, Surely you should see that, and it's been brought up many, many times, and, and address it and put it right. That's the management. That's what should be happening. And there's many more instances, Judith, that things are, you know, haven't been done properly, and surely you should have been liaising with Joe and said that, you know, councillors are bringing this point to me. Why isn't, you know, we need to sort it out. We need to address it. Well, because that isn't my role, I am aware of those things, but they've already been raised by councillors directly with the clerk. So it, it isn't for me, I don't have any authority to intervene other than at meetings. 
surely as the chair that is part of your role so no. if you see things aren't being done it's not part of your role to go to joe and say why isn't this happening joe because you you liaise with with joe over the agendas over the meeting times dates whatever but you don't think that's part of your role not no because that that is all of our responsibility to do that and you, you have raised it with joe i can't do any more than you can do i don't have any more authority than you um now if i'm aware and i was aware that the um issue of invoices for allotments was a concern and it had been raised but i don't have any extra authority to you know make joe do anything any more than you can well, I would have thought that as chair, that that would have been your part of your role. I, I, I would have thought that was your role as chair of the council to sort that out. Because if there was other things not being done, you would be the one that would we would go to and say, this is happening in this meeting and you need to address it. Well, I, I personally don't think I've got that authority to do that. Uh, can I ask Helen to have her say, please? Hi. Um, just for, for clarity, really, um, I, I do agree with, with some of what Bernie is saying, and I think it's for every councillor to, to address and raise any concerns if things haven't been done. However, I think that there comes a point if something hasn't been done, um, within um, an expected period of time that there's an escalation and maybe this is what's missing in terms of who then escalates and who do they escalate to if something hasn't taken place. So if we have minutes of meetings um, or committees, then as a chair of that committee, you would expect that committee um, chair to raise those but if then nothing has happened since, where, where do we take those issues to if things haven't been actioned? Well, I'm, I'm not sure that it's actually set down anywhere. Um, but, you know, I just think that we should all, certainly through committees, um, but the, the problem is that we don't know until the next committee meeting whether the clerk or whoever has carried out a particular action. It's at the committees where things get reported. Um, Caroline, did you want to speak? Yes, apologies. I'm on my iPad this evening um, because I have a problem with my computer. Um, I'm just flabbergasted. Um, there are a number of things that I have raised over the years, um, I've taken advice from um, Chalk. I've taken advice from borough councillors. And I have always been told I must raise things with the chair. And that is what I have done. And things have not been addressed. I mean, let's take the example that Bernie's done is the example of the allotments. To others, it might seem something fairly minor, 
but the allotment holders have for years, well, since at least 2014, when the process was put in place, they have always had their invoices in May. I know that the reminders have been, uh, emails have been sent from the allotment people from last May on a regular basis, asking where these invoices are. We have raised them on numerous occasions. This is the tip of the iceberg. And if I thought that I could approach a person, it would help me. But I get to, I've got to a stage where I can't approach people because it's turned around and I am made to be the one to blame. It's me that is at fault. I'm the one who's making a mountain out of a molehill. I will go back to what I always say. All I want is respect from my fellow human beings and to do the best for Frodsham. That is all I try to do. And I'm speaking from my heart now. This council has got to sort itself out. I, 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 I am so frustrated that I can't get anything done. When we are given quotes for things and we, we make a decision and then that decision isn't upheld. I can't cope with not financially keeping this council on a straight line. Thank you. Um, Ryan and then Bernie. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> we were given um, quite an interesting document uh, by email from the chair on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Um, it's written by uh, Nick Randall, the Managing Director of Local Government Resource Centre Associates. I'm gonna read out um, what he describes as the role of the chairman. Ryan, just, just before you do, can I just point out, I, I didn't send that document to anyone. It's not come from me. Sorry, did I say the chair? I meant the clerk. Yeah, okay. oh, sorry, apologies. Um, so, yeah, um, and within that document, it details the chairman has a special position as the elected head of the council. The chairman must preside at council, council meetings and is responsible for seeing that meetings are conducted properly. With the aim of producing intelligible decisions, including making use of the casting vote in the event of a tie. She, he or she is also has a figure, is also a figurehead in the community and also set the tone for councillor conduct. I don't believe in my six months on this council, the meetings under this chairmanship are conducted properly. I don't believe that business outside of these meetings is conducted properly. I don't think that you set the tone for councillor conduct. And as a result, Although it carries probably no sway, I would like this evening for this council to formally vote on whether you have their confidence as chair of this council. I think it's important for residents to see how many councillors still back the chair and how many councillors want to see change, whether that is now or in May. Thank you. Uh, Bernie? Yeah, I've just it's just another few observations. Um where I'm where we're saying about management of the council or you are head of the council and you need to 
bring meetings into line. Um, when Councillor Poulton swore, there was nothing said to him by you as chair. And I've still not heard the uh, apology. When Lucy was put in the waiting room, you made no attempt to say that's wrong. That was your responsibility as chair. You arranged meetings or did that weren't suitable for some councillors. And that ended up with Lucy having to attend a meeting in the middle of a playing field because she had children and every councillor knows that Lucy's got small children. That was unacceptable. And also in an email to me, which I found really disturbing, was that you accused another councillor and named her of bullying and mischief making towards the clerk. If that was the case, why weren't you as chair doing something about it? That's all I've got to say. Okay. Just um, what I will say on the, when Councillor Poulton in, and he has apologised to the clerk and myself, he hadn't realised that he hadn't muted his microphone. He was going to apologise at the next meeting, but it ended very abruptly. And he did apologise at the following meeting. And I've given you the, uh, the uh, timings on the video where he did apologise. It wasn't intentional. He just hadn't muted his microphone. It was an aside that shouldn't have been heard, but he has apologised. Um, now, the, uh, I, I don't recall, I don't know what the email is that you're referring to. Uh, the, the meeting that was, the one meeting that was arranged for an afternoon, uh, I didn't arrange the timing on that. The, the clerk generally books meetings. Um, but, you know, it, it goes for everyone. Some of us work, some of us don't. Um, when meetings are arranged at very short notice, it, it's not always easy to get a time that is convenient for everyone. And I do believe that a following meeting that uh, the clerk organised, which involved um, Lucy, the timing was, it made sure that the timing was appropriate for Lucy. Uh, it was a daytime meeting because it was, was Cheshire West but it was organised so that it wouldn't impact on her school um, start and finish times. Okay. Is, Phil? So you're accepting no responsibility for all the points I've just put forward. My child had to leave his school Christmas party early so I could go to that. Yes, I appreciate that, but... That wasn't, I, I didn't organise that meeting. The clerk did it. Now, if, if I'd have been made aware that it wasn't appropriate, an appropriate time, um, because I don't know what people's arrangements are in their private lives, then we could have rescheduled it. So can I just ask again, are you taking any responsibility for any of the things that I've just highlighted? And I'd like to say that I did ask you to reschedule it and I was promptly. Phil, 
fine. I sh I'll take partial responsibility. These were things not done on my own. The only thing I I'm not sure about, I'm, and I don't want to go into any detail, but by all means, I'll liaise with you outside of the meeting on the, the email that you've referred to. But as it involves another councillor, I don't think it would be appropriate to name names, but I'm happy to discuss that with you outside of the meeting. I will do uh, it to you tomorrow then, Judith. And as far as the, the invoices are concerned for the allotments, it had already been raised at several meetings by, um, mostly by Councillor Ashton. And I, I don't know because I don't, well, we, we don't really have a lot of access to the admin staff at the moment. So I didn't know until the, uh, the meeting on Monday that they still hadn't gone out. But I didn't see that I needed to add any more pressure to the clerk to because because I do know that Caroline was approaching her directly, and, and you know, Caroline's got a pretty forceful voice and make sure that the clerk knows the things that she's concerned about. Adding my voice to that wouldn't have added anything. Um, who's is it? You next, Phil? Yeah. Yeah, it's Phil. I was just putting my hand up to say Phil's had his hand up a number of times. Okay. Phil. Two things. As, as usual, in the, you know, the various email exchanges we've had, you accept no responsibility for, responsibility for anything. And in fact, all you ever do is blame somebody else, such as the clerk or the Christmas working group. It's never your fault. The thing is, Councillor McKeown has just asked for a vote, which you've ignored. I would like to second that request for a vote, and I think we should move to a vote. Yeah, I, I wasn't ignoring it, Phil. I was just letting other councillors have their say first. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, um, I just wanted to add in as well. After the um, issue we had, when we had a, a councillor move to the waiting room, um, I emailed you that evening asking for the staffing committee to be convened as soon as possible to investigate why that happened. I don't think it ever was, and that worries me. I don't think anybody from this council checked on the welfare of Lucy after that. Again, that worries me. Um, we, we have a duty of care to our councillors as much as we have a duty of care to our staff. Um, there have been allegations that a member of our staff is being bullied by a councillor made by you as the chairperson, but you've still not acted on them. You're, you're, you're telling other councillors that you've witnessed acts of bullying, but you're not acting on it. So either that is intended to be divisive and to cause issues amongst councillors, or it is a failure on your part to act, both of which again, do not set the tone for councillor conduct and do not see that meetings are conducted properly. And I think it is a failure in your role as chairman. Okay, anybody else? Right then, do you want to, uh, sorry? Oh, Pat, yeah. Right, I, do you want to go first, Right, I obviously have taken on board everything all the other councillors are saying, which I agree with. But at the end of the day, if you have a vote of no confidence, it doesn't go anywhere. It's only up to the actual person to step 
to say they would like to step down, as far as I'm aware, because I've actually asked about no vote, no confidence. I just wanted to sort of make that um, aware to everybody that it won't make any difference unless that person actually steps down. Um, but, else is aware. Yeah. It, it, or, or is it personally just for social media so that social media know what we're doing? I don't know. But that is okay, yeah. together. Okay, Bill. Yeah, I, I think I made my views very clear after that meeting of the 11th of January. And then subsequently on the 25th of January, I, I did a whole thing of saying right after the uh, comments or just before the comments of the public, I made a statement of my views. I don't think I need to express any further than that. And that's why I've stayed so quiet so far. But I've made my views absolutely clear on the 25th of January. Okay. Um, Phil, did you... Oh, Ryan. I think Phil did have his hand up if you want. That's all right, Ryan, go. And um, just to reply to Pat, really, um, yeah, I, I also had looked into whether, you know, this actually carries any weight or not, but and unfortunately, no, it doesn't. But for me and for my conscience, I just want it on record who on this council still remains confident in the chairmanship of this council. It's not about social media. It's not about public perception. This is about me and, and my conscience. So yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm aware of what is said on Facebook. I think this isn't about anything to do with social media. This is about me wanting it on record of who has confidence in the chair and the workings of this council. Can I just, can I just reply? I it's all right. So yeah. I do respect you, Ryan, and I respect everybody on the council because we're doing this out you know, we're not getting any income or anything from this. So, and everybody here, I, I honestly believe, is here for the decency of making Frodium a better place to live and to make things done with transparency and everything. It's just that I think um, we always did, I think Zoom has had a lot to do with this, which has caused perhaps certain meetings wouldn't have happened that way if it had been in a normal meeting room. And I do think that's um, escalated different. I don't know people's feelings or what, but then it got perhaps out of hand at some time. But I do respect and I've respect and I understand what everybody said tonight, which I do agree with. And I'm not disputing that. But uh, I think it would be perhaps up to um, the chair to say that she'd be willing to stand down. I just think we're all here purposely to make Frodham a better, not a better place, because it's a lovely place to live, but to make sure it continues that way. Okay, um, Donna. Right, um, I, I just want to say that we're about to go into Perda. So we've got a full um, FTC meeting on the 22nd of March. And within a few days of that, we go into Perda for the May elections. Um, any changes that can go forward can all be done in May because we could change the chair now and then in two months, two and a half months time, be in the same position of a new chair being voted in on a new council in May. So really the state, there's, there's not really, there's no real point in, in changing anything at this very moment because we'll be in Perda, we can't do anything. The council isn't just going to be ticking over until the elections 
Once we're in Perda. Right, um, Bill. Yeah, I think we have a responsibility to our residents and to ourselves that we make our views clear and not waste time. I understand what Donna's saying, but we can't keep wasting time. I think we need to express our views as a council to ourselves and indeed to the people of Frodsham. And I think we can't afford to keep putting things off. Let's have the, the, the proposal from um, Brian and seconded by Phil to the vote. And let's clear what we think as a council. Maybe we've got tremendous support, maybe we don't, but let's do it. Okay. Um, Ryan, do you just want to, uh, you were proposing it, weren't you? Do you want to make sure that Joe's got the, the word in that you want for the proposal? Um, I assume it'll be the proposal I sent to you when I called the CGM. Yeah, it, it will be minuted, as you've said, tonight at the meeting. Thank you. Okay, all those in favour? Can I ask you, um, can you just call out your name? So, Ryan, uh, you've called a vote of no confidence. Yeah. Uh, Councillor Griffiths, you've second that. Can you call out your name if you agree with that vote of no confidence, please? So... Yeah. Bill Stockton. Can you can you call out? Bill Stockton. Sorry, everybody seems to be breaking up. Vote of no confidence. Councillor Wade. Yes. Councillor Griffiths. Yes. Councillor Ashton. You're on mute, Caroline. You're on mute, mute Caroline. Yeah. Yes. Councillor Neild. Abstaining. Councillor Williamson. Abstaining. <sighs> Councillor Critchley. Donna Critchley, sorry. Sorry. Um, abstaining. Okay, could anybody else give me their vote, please? You've got. Joe, you've not asked me. I've got my hand raised, and I'm in favour. Councillor Hayes, thank yeah, you. Bills as well. Uh, just in case you missed it, Bill Stockton in favour. Did you ask Mally? I'm abstaining, Donna. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. You didn't. Okay, well, on that basis, we have uh, Councillor McEwen, Councillor Griffiths, Councillor Wade, Councillor Ashton, Councillor Hayes, and Councillor Stockton declaring a vote of uh, no confidence in the current chair. And we have four abstentions. Okay, thanks for that, Joe. Um, I shall reflect on, on that and get back to you. Um, can we move on then to agenda item 297, the email protocol? Councillor Ashton. 
Yes, could I just ask how long you're going to reflect on it, please? I don't know. Um, okay, 297, email. Uh, can I propose that, can I, can I just, I, I would like something definitive because which this is going to leave us in a state of flux. I think out of respect, you should give us some form of time scale as to how long it will take you to reflect. Well, it'll certainly be before the next council meeting. To, to give you time to consider who you might want to uh, elect to replace me, but um, I, I can't give you a time scale at the moment. So moving on to 297, please. Anybody want to say anything on the email protocol? Where's he got one? Uh, whether um, it might have been tied up in our um, social media policy or communications policy. So everybody seems to be, or oh, there have been a lot of expressions of concern. Two two issues either. Emails that are copied to all or emails that are not answered. And it's whether we should have a protocol or not. Um, so it's over to you whether you want to force, you know, insist that emails are replied to by everyone, um, or whether we decide that we shouldn't circulate emails to everyone or just di direct them to the people that you're asking a question of. Helen and Phil. Helen first. Hi. Um, sorry, I wasn't present at PPNR on Monday. Was email protocol and Zoom protocol a discussion item at PPNR? Uh, the Zoom protocol was. We didn't discuss emails. Okay. Can I suggest then uh, that the if there's a group looking at the Zoom protocol, that they also look at an email protocol? Helen, can I just update you on that? I took an a away an action from that to um, start to draw a, a virtual um, meetings policy. Uh, I've done some work on it. I'm about to share that with other members. I am quite happy to um, do a separate paper um, on the email protocols based on my experiences in big, you know, big industry over the years. I know what is expected. If, if you send someone um, an email, you would expect to get a response within two days or a holding response saying, I need to do some work on this um, and I'll get back to you. As for the, we do need some guidelines on the use of when to um, broadcast, reply to, oh, sorry, copy to all or reply to individuals. And we need to investigate the use of um, circulation lists for working groups. I created ones for the ones that I, work with. I am more than happy to go away and draft that and maybe work with you, Helen, to, um, you know, put the finishing touches on that. It shouldn't take that long because I've got most of it in my head and I can pinch bits from other places. I'd be more than happy to work with you on that, Phil. So we'll take that away and do it. Yeah. If that's what everybody else likes. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, just, just on that, Phil, um, it, 
might need to be slightly different, whether it's depending on whether it's a councillor or an officer who's sending or receiving the emails. We'll bear that in mind. Okay, thank you. Everybody happy with that? Oh, Bernie, did you want to speak? Um, not particularly on the email, but I'd just like to say about the Zoom meeting protocol. Um, I think a couple of us have already been on Zoom training with Jackie Weaver. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the training was there. I don't know why everyone didn't take it up at the time, maybe work or something, but it has been available. It, it wasn't really so much training. It was about controlling the meetings, um, you know, and, and things like... Well, it, it did the, sort of, you know, matters of conduct and things like that. Yeah. Okay, um, was it Bill? Did you want to speak? Yes, yeah. just uh, just a general a general point from my point of view. Um, again, working in, in major industries, I have found that uh, there are too many. Uh, let's call it CCs uh, with these these items, and it's it becomes so much paperwork coming through the system that you spend lots of time looking at it. And I think it should be directed to the people who need to do something um, in some way that it, they are directly involved. I, I just think we've just got too much paper, but that's my opinion. Thank right. you. Caroline and then Phil. We've got Pat as well, Judith. Oh, sorry, Pat. Caroline. Yeah. Could I suggest please that going forward, the one thing that I think will be very useful in any meeting minutes um, that at the end there is a box or table formed with the actions from that meeting and who is responsible for um, actually doing the action and what time scale they have got to do it in. So that we then can, rather than having to go through all the minutes of trying to find out who's doing what and who it was allocated to. It is done at the end of the meeting. And also at the end of the meeting, decide what actions people are going to go away with um, because it is very confusing when you get all the papers for particular meetings to actually understand who should have been doing what. Because I do find the minutes extremely generic. Um, they don't actually tell me what's happened at that meeting and what should be happening. Um, so can I suggest in going forward from now, we have at the end of each set of minutes, a table for actions and who they've been allocated to and the time scale. Thank you. Okay. Joe, you, you've got that down as an action then. Yeah. Yes, not a problem. Thank you. Okay. Um, so going back to emails then, Pat. Well, I just agree with everything that Caroline's just said, but I'd also like to mention about the Zoom because obviously we're coming out of this pandemic. I know it's going to be slow, but surely, in, I don't know, it'll be the next meeting, but we, when are we going to actually resume to not going using Zoom? That's what I'm trying to get at because it's not going to go on for much longer, is it? This People are going to start resuming back to normal activities as regards working spaces and everything once everybody's had this... Um, Vaccination. I think I think we just have to wait for a bit more. Um, I realise that, but what I'm saying is we're heading towards that getting yeah. back to having normal meetings in a normal meeting room. Oh, certainly. Concentrating a lot on the protocol of the Zoom. Yeah, I think they're, they're talking about. Is it the 21st of June when 
everything is supposed to go. But, um, I don't know. Um, hopefully, sooner the better. Um, Phil? I'd just like to point out that we actually don't have a home or anywhere for um, meetings at the moment. And we may have to stick with Zoom for some considerable time till we can find an appropriate venue. It's just worth that in that mind as well. I think perhaps we should make that top of the agenda then to find out where we're going to be then based. Well, that's been on, well, we'd have thought, I'm not going in, into the history of that, but we'd know we've been moving out of Castle Park for a number of years now and we are where we are. Yeah, I mean, there are places around the town that we can use, like the Arts Centre, the Community Centre and schools and churches. So I'm sure we will find somewhere. Um, Donna and then Mark. I was just going to say that we did meet one time in the community centre, on the smaller end of the community centre, which worked out fine, which I know isn't satisfactory. We do need uh, a regular base now that the Castle Park House has been changed, been altered. But uh, I mean, the community centre is always a fairly good option. Yeah. Um, Mark, you wanted to speak? Yeah, it's just to back what Pat said, as far as I'm concerned, as soon as Zoom goes, the better for me. I'd rather sit around a table. People's reactions, you engage more with people. I think Zoom's awful, personally. Yeah, I think it's also because we're people who are members of the community who don't have internet access means that they can't really join in Zoom meetings. But, uh, you know, I mean, it may be that some of our smaller committees might want to continue meeting. It's going to depend on what the government do with the legislation, because there is an end date for when we can have virtual meetings, but that might become a, a permanent thing that we can do it. Um, but smaller committees, it, it might be feasible. Um, it's something for us to think about a little bit further down the line. Um, so going back to the email protocol, Phil, you're going to do that alongside the Zoom protocol and come to us with a draft. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else got anything on that? Right. Um, going on to uh, 298. Um, after the, uh, the problems that have been caused over the Christmas working group ordering the Christmas tree um, and the concerns that it didn't comply with the finance regulations. Um, there's been a lot of to and fro in on this. And having done a lot of research on all of our working groups, the problem that we have is that the events protocol um, is not really fit for purpose. And we don't have a single clear protocol on how working groups, uh, how we control the expenditure ordering of services and goods and paying for them is, is dealt with. Uh, because it is a grey area, I think it is important that we do have a protocol to make sure that everything that any working group does has a, a set of rules to work to and they comply with finance regulations. So that, that's what uh, my proposal is. Uh, there's lots of examples of where goods and services have been ordered before permission has been given by a relevant committee. Phil? 
I think having looked at some of the procedures that we have already, we already have the procedures in place. They just need to be followed correctly. Yeah. And that's what should have happened with the Christmas tree and the story. It's not just the Christmas tree though, Phil. It's, I, I'd say I've looked at a lot of them. Even the, the example that um, Ryan sent to me for um, 2018 Christmas event where they, um, they were asking for approval for payments in September, but there were goods that had already been ordered weeks before. So that the procedure has never been followed properly. Yeah, that, you know, the working groups yeah, make decisions and do things and retrospectively come back to council. The procedures are there, they're just not being followed correctly. Well, they're not very clear. There, there shouldn't be any room for misinterpretation. But it's fine if you don't want to do this, then we don't have to do it. It's a proposal. Pat? If, you know, going back to the Christmas tree malarkey, uh, this has been going on for a while, but this year, shouldn't have that actually gone back to full council, gone to Joe first, and then gone back to full council to vote on? I mean, we did, I know we didn't vote until January to, for that invoice, but we should have surely been voted on before that Christmas tree £2,000 was... Um, the the problem um, the problem was Pat that the events protocol didn't require the working group to seek approval before placing the order. I thought they did. No, I, I didn't stop this because I was under the impression they had to have the approval first. Not but not for the, the Christmas right. working group. Or there's a point of order then. Yeah. Um, what you just said, you, you were told by the clerk that you did need to seek approval from the committee. Can that just be recorded? Yes, yeah, and I have... You ignored it? Uh, no, yes, I, did, I didn't ignore it. I, I, it didn't register with me, and I have apologised for that, Ryan. I didn't... I, I have gone back and watched the uh, recording of the meeting, and I'm... Now, now, all, now we all know we can break financial protocol and just simply apologise five months later. That's absolutely fine. I'm happy with that. You know, you're... Again, it comes back to what does the document say? Setting the tone for council of conduct. Yeah, okay. I'm apologising for not uh, registering what the clerk was saying, but I still feel that the events protocol yeah. is not clear on that. You registered it. When the clerk told you, you registered it in the meeting. I don't want to keep going over this Christmas tree. But... Okay, well, but I still feel that the events protocol needs improving. And to make it very, very clear, it should be cross-referenced to the um, finance regulations. Is that why? Is that why you've walked away from events and walked away from the Christmas working group now, then, so that you can leave it for other people to speak for them? I'm sorry, I haven't walked away from the Christmas events working, the Christmas working You're not group. Not chairing the working group anymore, though, are you? For next year, I'm not. No. no. Because what, what they're doing now is setting up their system for next year. Yeah. And rather than continue this um, animosity, I don't, want to, I don't want to affect the working group. I'm happy to still, still be part of it. But I'm not getting involved in any of the ordering or agreeing of things. But I'm happy to be there as one of the workers, one of the volunteers. As, as fine by me, if you do not, do not want to have a 
clear set of rules for working groups on how they uh, control the expenditure, that, that's fine, because this goes beyond events working, working groups. What, Phil what, and then Ryan. When I wrote to you after the meeting, uh, which then took you three weeks to reply, by the way, I did suggest that the, the events protocol that you'd used was not fit for per, per, not fit for purpose and it should be ditched. And that we just follow our normal uh, procurement and financial procedures. That's all that needs to be done. We need to just follow what is there in black and white and not invent other procedures so we can circumvent them, which is what looks like what happened with this one. Ryan. What, what you've just finished with there, Chair, is quite frustrating because you've just put it back on the council again. If we don't want a clear set of financial instructions, it's as if, it, as if the, the problem is with us. Now, the only problem I've seen of expenditure by any working group so far comes from you. But what, what you signed off with was if we as a council don't want clear financial pro procedures. So, yeah. Well, because I don't, all I don't think that they are clear and I would have liked the council to agree to improve the instructions. So that's all I'm saying when I say if the, if the council doesn't want to listen to my proposal, fine. Um, you're saying you disagree with what I'm saying. That's no, fine. I'm but not, I can't I can't push anything through. I'm and not, if you, sorry. No, carry on. I'm not disagreeing with what you're suggesting. I'm disagreeing with the way you phrase it as if it's the rest of us that don't want clear financial procedures by not agreeing with you. No, no one's disagreed with you yet because we've not voted. But the, the way you worded it, when people watch back or people are listening, it is as if the rest of the council don't want clear financial procedures. Okay. So, yes, personally, I do agree with you and I would like to review the procedures. Right, okay, oh, well, I, perhaps I was reacting to what Phil was saying, that, that we don't need to change anything because it's all there. Um, Caroline? They need to be followed. I didn't say they needed to be changed. I said they needed to be followed. Okay, Caroline? I used to be on the Christmas Festival um, committee together with the town clerk that we had in those days. And I still have all the notes from every meeting that we had. And we went for three quotes. The town clerk kept us, made sure that we adhered to the procedures and to the protocol. To this day, I can refer back to those emails. Yeah. And okay. that is where it went wrong. There should be somebody there taking notes and making sure that they are adhering to the protocol. Right, okay. But uh, as I did say to Ryan, the, the example that he gave for the 2018 event, um, there was a, a request permission to uh, book the reindeer at a cost of £1,500. But that was being asked for retrospectively. Um, can I, can I, I, I just add... The, the reindeer is um, was in those days. You had to get you, you didn't you booked them, but you didn't pay for it until you had got approval because the, the reindeer got so booked up because the, there were only one set of reindeer in Tarvin Sands, and we'd had issues with the with 
so the, the actual reindeer man having so many uh, appointments on the particular day we wanted him that he started getting later and later and the children were getting upset because the reindeers hadn't arrived by the time that we had advertised that they would be there. So we wanted to make quite sure that we had got that in the diary of the reindeer people. Yeah, okay. But that didn't stop you from asking permission in August when there were booked rather than after the event in September. But you know, you're focusing all the time just on one event. There are other events. There are other working groups. I'm not just talking about events working groups here. I'm just having a clear protocol that will apply to any working group that is going to have a budget and want to spend it. You just leave it to a vote. Yeah. So while I'm proposing that we have a, a, a protocol on how working groups control their budget and get authorization for what they want to do. Is that part B, Chair? Because you haven't addressed part A then. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the first one was sorry. We skipped over the investigation. Um, do Do you want to do that first? Then um, there's the the question of whether we should commission an independent investigation on the procedures. But I'd want it to apply to all working groups because I, you know I do think there are um, a few problems there, Phil. You name another working group that has got a problem because I'm not aware of one. Um, neighborhood plan. Um, I know that's not an event. Um, a project festival of walks. That's not a problem. I I don't think it's in the best interest of our residents to be paying for any sort of independent investigation. I think the best way to move forward is to draft a new protocol and and to move on from there i i don't think it would be a good uh, way to spend taxpayers money to be honest we all we all know what the issues have been yeah. in the past um I, I could see it in any sort of independent investigation whether it was into the christmas tree or into anything else would the cost of that would outweigh the, the overall cost of the tree well i believe um one of our townsfolk has actually written to the monitoring officer on this issue anyway. So I would just like to say that I support what, uh, what they've written and uh, I'll be writing to the monitoring officer myself and support in support of the application and let it get be dealt with it. That, that, that's right. right. Oh, well, as we don't know what has already been written, I can't comment on that. Um, but do, do you want an, in, does anybody support the proposal? Well, Ryan has said, no, we don't want to spend public money on an investigation. Is there, Do we just want to vote on that? Do you want to... to no, I, I, I want it voted on what you put on the agenda. So to consider commission an independent investigation, that's what you put on the agenda. That's how we should... Okay, vote. so... Well, my proposal was just to consider it, not to, to have one, but all those in favour of an independent investigation... No, no one. So that proposal won't happen. We won't have an independent investigation. Thank you, councillors. I'll uh, be able to know that. All right, the part B then, 298B, to draft a new clear protocol for all working groups. And um, this is on the um, 
control of the expenditure by working groups. If this is part B, then it's no independent to the people watching this Zoom meeting. No, it's not a, not a closed meeting right. part B, it's just 298B. Right. So the to draft a new clear protocol for all working groups. Caroline. Yeah, can I just go back to part A? Was the clerk meant to not get costs for the likely price of a, an independent uh, audit? Well, only if we were going to uh, go for one. Uh, oh, Joe, so we... did you get any... Um, I think you did start looking at quotes for an investigation, didn't you? Uh, no, because until instructed by council that that's how you want yeah. to, I will not be doing so. Oh, OK. Thanks, Joe. Um, well, it, as nobody wants the investigation, Joe doesn't really need to uh, spend any time on researching likely costs. Um, it really should be part of the decision making, though, shouldn't it? Right. So you want to um, defer this to the next meeting then and judge get costs for an investigation that nobody wants. Sorry. Sorry, chair. Yeah. But we've just decided we're not going to have one. So why would we look at a price of one taking the town clerk's time up? on a proposal that Ryan has just so rightfully said, we shouldn't be looking into. Yeah, thanks, Molly. Ryan, did you wanted to speak? Um, yeah, but I can't remember what I was gonna say, so. <laughs> do we, even though we don't want the investigation, do we still want Joe to explore the likely costs? I remember. No. Thanks, Bill. Ryan. Yeah. We're going to talk shortly about our our reputation and how we move forward and things. And I, I think this needs to be one of the things that we just draw a line under. And I, I honestly, as much as I don't agree with it, it's one of those things that we need to move forward from. Um, and it also needs to be one of those things that by drawing up new protocols, we ensure it doesn't happen again. So I stand by that we don't need an investigation, but we endeavour to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yeah. Okay, so the proposal then to draft a new clear protocol for all working groups, not just events working groups, any working group um, on how they control their expenditure. Is anybody against that proposal? It's open to discussion if you want to have your say before we go to a vote on it. Ryan? Uh, I'm for it, and I'd like the chairs of all committees to be involved, please. Okay. Uh, sorry, I, I missed the last bit. You're for it, but... I'm for it, but, and I would also like the chairs of all committees to be involved in the writing of the protocol. Yeah, okay. I'm happy with that. Caroline? Sorry, Bernie, then Caroline. Yes, I'd just like to agree with Ryan that I think the chairs of all the committees and all the vice chairs should be involved in this. Okay, Caroline? Yeah, can I also ask that we are very clear as to what each working group, where they report to, um, because my impression, we had a, a fairly heated discussion on Monday evening at PPNR, where they were trying to influence what the Festival of Walks should do when it had been to the events committee the previous week. So I would like some very clear instructions going to whoever heads up 
the particular groups as to who they report to. Yeah, uh, just for anybody who hasn't logged in or watched the PPNR committee, uh, the debate was about the web using the website for something, and um, the website management of the website sits with the PPNR committee. Um, but uh, the thing that was it was going to use the website was an event, so it had fallen um, or been discussed and voted on at the events committee. Um, as it happened, there was a, a little bit of confusion about what was intended, but because PPNR um, have the uh, website in their portfolio, questions were asked about it. Um, and we, we, it was left, once clarification had been given, it was left as decided by the events committee. Um, anyone else? No, so we're going to vote on this. Um, Protocol then. All those in favour of the protocol? Yeah, that's all of us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Molly. Um, so, um, Joe, can you organise a meeting for the, um, the chairs and vice chairs of each committee, please, to start looking at a, a protocol? I can. We have previously looked at this, and um, if it's okay with all of those chairs, we do that between working hours, nine till five. No problem with me. It's fine by me. Yes, fine by me. Fine with me. Thank you. So, just if you can for me, if you can make it either the beginning of a working day or the end of a working day, because I'll need to book it. Okay, are you best at nine or five? Uh, probably five. Okay, I'll do that. Thank you, Helen. Okay. Um, so moving on to 299, social media policy. We uh, Have you all had a chance to look at the current one? Anybody got any thoughts on it? Phil? I never use social media, so I, I haven't read it actually, because it's not relevant. Right, okay. Uh, anybody else? Ryan? Wondering, has there been something that we need to discuss and for why it's on the agenda? Um, I think it, it sort of tied in with the reputation because. Okay. Uh, I think I'm, I haven't seen any councillors say or do anything about um, FTC on social media that would bring us into disrepute. So I just wondered why it was there. Right. Okay. Well, if there's no problem with it, you're all happy with the current yeah. social media policy, then we don't need to do anything. Pat? Can I just ask, uh, councillors? We shouldn't really, I don't think, be viewing any points. I know, like Ryan's saying, that nobody has, but to make sure in the future that nobody can actually use their views on social media, anything to do with the council. Caroline? I would actually like to have seen the policy. I did try finding it on the website and I couldn't find it. So I would appreciate a copy, please. Bernie? 
I'd just like to say I have got a Facebook account, but it's in, under my name. There's no Councillor Bernie Wade on it. It is Bernie Wade. So I don't think my opinions or views on my personal page has got anything to do with the council. No, it's um, yes. social media uh, guidelines, Caroline, it is on the website down at the bottom where all the other policy documents are. Um, and it was agreed in 2017. Um, but because when we say social media, we're not just talking about Facebook. We're talking about other things like Twitter and Instagram and whatever else is out there these days. Bernie. Yes, I'd just like to mention about Twitter. I think sometimes we need to be careful, especially if we're putting under the heading of councillors and ex-mayors and things. What we do put on Twitter, it could be very damaging to the council. Yeah, um, I don't I don't use Twitter, so I don't know anything about it. And I Chair? Yeah. Um, I have used Twitter and I have got a council account and I've got a personal account. But if I'm saying anything about um, anything, I always put that it is my own personal opinion. Okay, thanks, Molly. Okay, so do you want to have time to look at the social media policy and come back to this at a later meeting? Yeah. Yeah, is that okay? Just like to say that if people felt like they'd been treated with respect, they probably wouldn't feel like they needed to resort to writing things on social media. I just think social media is um, has such bad effects on certain people. I mean, certainly t teenagers going completely off, off their track, it has a devastating effect. It can ruin people's lives. And personally, I just don't agree with social media at all. A lot of people get a lot of pleasure out bullying people on social media. Uh, just my personal opinion. Yeah. It, it is useful sometimes, though, if you want to bring yeah, um, information for information. But it can do a lot of damage at the same time. Yeah. Okay, then, Mark. Yeah, just with the views of social media, I mean, you put yourself in the firing line because you put your name forward to stand on the council, and there's some really good comments, funny comments. But how do the council feel when you get comments such as, taking brown envelopes, the council's corrupt, you're lying in your own pocket, you're taking backhanders. There should be some way that we should be able to legally challenge those people and put that on to provide the proof. Because it can be ex extremely hurtful. And I have actually confronted two or three people with it and said, prove to me where I am corrupt. Mark Neal is corrupt. Mark Neal is taking backhanders. And that needs to be addressed because, you know, it, my family reads stuff like that and it is hurtful sometimes, very hurtful. I, I, I agree wholeheartedly, Mark. I'm not sure what we can do about it. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, the, with the legal requirements for town and parish councils, we are open on everything. Our accounts are fully transparent. Joe publishes a full finance reports pack every month so everybody can see what we're spending their money on. Um, Helen. Hi, um, I hear what you're saying, Mark, and I agree social media can be very divisive um, and not helpful. However, 
I think as a council, if everything we do is fully transparent, and I hear what Jesus said, all our finances are transparent, but in terms of our meetings, our conduct, the work we do for our residents and our businesses needs to be completely transparent and we shouldn't have that those attacks potentially on social media. Yeah, because people can join the meetings even when we're in a meeting room, I agree. Yep. Okay, anybody got anything else to say on social media? Yeah, I, I would like to say that, you know, there's still things I've asked that... Judith, I think it is important that just remind Lucy that she isn't allowed to speak in outside of public speaking time, sadly. Uh, as much as we'd like to hear from her, standing orders don't allow us to, to, to listen to what Lucy's got to say. We've had public speaking time, so as, as much as I would like to hear from her, I, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think we can. Yeah, okay, thanks, Ryan. I'm, I'm hoping Lucy and all members of the public are, you know, we, we'll listen to what Ryan's just said. And at this part of the meeting, you're only allowed to observe, not join in. Um, Phil? Yeah, can I um, just make a, a suggestion that when members of the council are actually on, um, if they do use uh, Facebook, personally, I don't, but, but they don't use their councillor prefix. And don't have any link towards the the um, the town council website, so they're there as individuals rather than as councillors. That might stop some of the flack. I don't yeah. know because I don't use it. Donna, then Bernie. Can I just say that my Facebook account is totally private, in my oh. under my own name, and I don't even follow. Uh, I'm not even uh, even follow fraudulent Facebook page because at times it becomes so toxic. I, I don't want to know. And I never, ever, I would never dream of posting anything about the council because it does reflect badly. And it, it's quite, I wouldn't even want to be involved in, in any argument. It's not my, it's not my gripe. It's other people that choose to go on social media to make those comments. Enough, I'm, professional, I'm professional enough not to bother with them. I just don't, I don't respond. I just keep it private for family and friends. Yeah, Bernie and then Phil. I just think really this comes to the fraudulent uh, town council reputation. This has all come because of the horrendous meetings we've had in the past few months. That's why it's been brought up so many times on Facebook, plus the humbly visit one as well. Um, you know, if we don't conduct ourselves in meetings in a proper and orderly fashion, it's no wonder we get slated on Facebook and the, on Twitter and the like. Uh, Phil, did you want to? Uh, sorry, no, just getting okay. comfortable. Chair? Yeah, Molly? Chair, I just wanted to say, because of the um, personal insults, I've come off both Facebook and Twitter now. I don't work both accounts at all. Thanks, Molly. Anybody else? Okay, so social media policy, we'll all go away and have a look at it. I say it is on the website, if you go down below the calendar where all the policy documents are, it, it is there. Um, so can we move on to 300 FTC reputation? Um, how do we improve it?
I just feel as if we're uh, if we're transparent with everything, I can't see that there's a problem. We're all here to try to do the best for residents of Frogian, each and every one of us. So I just can't see that if we carry on doing what we should be doing, be transparent with everything. Um, if we all have the right to our what whether we vote on, because that's democracy, we might not all agree, but when if we have a vote, you go with the majority vote. And I just feel that we need to obviously just work how we used to do as a council and just be transparent. But that's my personal opinion, because I think we can all get on together. We all have different views, but uh, it's a chance to air our views. And if we have a vote, then we have to go with the majority vote. And as far as that and being transparent, I don't think we need to do anything else, because then we have got our, we used to have a good reputation. Well, perhaps not a few years ago. But we try to turn it round, and I think we do turn it round. Thanks, Helen, and then Bill. Hi, um, I'd just like to say um, I received uh, an email from a member of the public this week, and I have asked for their permission to share it today, and that they're in agreement. But but their view is that actually they think that the FTC suffers from a lack of publicity about all its good works. I think too often, uh, and this individual thinks too often that people focus on the negative. Mm -hmm. I think there should be much more that we can do on our website about publishing the things that we do and the things that the, the positive things that we do for our residents and our businesses in Frodgham. So I think we do need to review how we use our website and the information that we post on our website um, because sometimes it's detrimental to the council rather than positive and we need to publicize the positive. Yeah, I agree. Thanks. Um, Bernie then Phil. I think this could be a good use of social media, publicising the good things that the council does. It, it reaches an awful lot of people, and I think this is one good use for it. Phil? I'd just like to say that, taking Helen's point just a little bit further, I think we are quite often seen as being very, very reactive. And maybe we could open up the website a, a little bit more for for comments um, for people to come in, for instance, to say, if, if you've got a planning issue, why not come and talk to the planning committee? Or if you want to talk about anything to do with amenities, come and talk to the amenities committee and, and get more in, ask people to get more involved with us, open it up a bit and try and open um, a dialogue with uh, with our community. Mm -hmm. It's just exactly what Helen said, and I'm trying to flip it around a bit. That's just a thought. Yeah, I think, I mean, going back, um, we used to have Councillor's Corner on the website, on the front page, where we did used to put little stories on there. You know, it might be um, about a litter pick that we'd done, or certainly when, going back a couple of years, when um, Manly Road cops suffered quite badly with the uh, high winds and trees came down, we used Councillor's Corner to give little updates on what was happening. Um, now, Councillor's Corner has been taken over by um, coronavirus at the moment. Um, we used to do articles. We had an agreement before Frodham Life went um, finished where we were going to have a page or two every couple of months in there. So we could write the kind of things you're talking about, Phil, about what each committee does and things that were in the pipeline or things that we'd achieved. But I mean, may, maybe the alternative is to use the new um, NUB News thing to do that. But it does require somebody to actually write those things up. 
um, Pat. Yeah, what about the notice boards? Because I know you were discussing it, was it in the last meeting about the notice boards around project? Because we can display things that are perhaps happening or ask people to get more involved with the council. Because they're all spotted all over the front, aren't they? You know, where people in supermarkets, in Morrison's, they have notice boards, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, Caroline? Yeah, can I just bring up, I mean, I think we did talk on Monday evening at PPNR about social media, and I think people were at one point advocating that the Festival of Walks, um, that should be their main outlet, not being on the town council website. Um, we do have a Facebook page for the Festival of Walks because it is so popular. Mm. Um, and we also want it on the Town Council website because we want to advocate, make people realise that this is done by the Town Council, together with some volunteers who've been doing the Festival of Walks for 19 years. I get emails, I get requests for what is happening this year. So big activity that is linked to Frodsham Town Council. It, lots of pluses. We've also got Hob Haywood Friends, a wonderful group of people who are managing the wood, um, have applied for grants themselves. Um, they've, the, the number of things that they, I mean, they won an award from, I'm sorry, the funding from Tesco's um, bags. Um, they've now um, achieved getting a, an elm tree which is resistant to um, disease which will be planted at only 30 of those were granted in the country um, so there are lots of good news stories and it all gets pushed down because of all the horrible things that are going on um, I try my utmost to make sure that the positive messages get out there Uh, Bill. Yeah, I've, I've heard what everyone said, and I think it's a good idea that we do publicise the good things that are happening. But really, I think we need to do other things as well. And there are a number of things on my mind. If, if you look at the railway bridge as you walk down uh, Church Street, you'll see a number of plaques on that, on that bridge. And they were for best kept village, etc. When was the last time we had one of those plaques? Oh. I don't think we've had one of those since 2012. I'm guessing, if my memory serves me right, that's one thing. Sorry, can I, just, can I just correct you, Councillor Stockton? We had one in 2017 because I received it when I was mayor. Is it on the bridge? I don't know where it is, to be honest. The, can I just well, mention... Well, that's another problem, isn't it? The bill that... that um, Cheshire Community just... Action don't do those awards anymore. Not because we're not winning them. The, the competition doesn't happen anymore. Mally and I have been involved in judging in various towns and villages. Um, but so that the event itself doesn't happen anymore. So that's just cease the best cat village, etc., etc. Mm. That's yeah. my understanding of what you've just said. That's correct? That's yeah? right. Okay. There's no funding now, for it anymore. The other thing is... Okay. Uh, now, the other thing I would say is we had what 
I think we all agreed was a terrible, or no, wrong word, a disappointing meeting with the Borough Council representatives the other night about what was happening with uh, future developments to improve leisure facilities, whatever it might be. Mm. I think we need, as a reputation improvement, mm. is to get uh, Frodsham Town Council pushing hard for those improvements and letting people know we are pushing hard mm. because the people of Frodsham need to get behind us to push to achieve some of these things. And, and I really do think that the people need to understand we are pushing, if indeed we are, and get them motivated as well to be mm. writing and demanding things yeah. that they may want. We are too, um, I, I'm trying to think the right word, we are too passive in our demands. You've got many villages, many towns with much better facilities, but we're not pushing hard enough, in my view. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. I agree, Morgville. Yeah, we need to get the, especially the sports facilities and everything, especially for young ones as well. So our future. I have, I have written to the guy who's running the Brio consultation uh, today to tell him that I will be joining their consultative group uh, when they kick it off. Um, but we'll see. We, we're, well, we're also, I'd also hope that some of our newer councillors, when they come on board, uh, would want to take up get, get involved with this as well. Well. I'll be very happy to join you in that because we've got to start doing something about Frodsham's reputation because you have Ellesmere Port, for example, and I'm not advocating this, but this is some examples of the facilities other people have. We put a lot of money into this, this borough and Ellesmere Port has a swimming pool, at least one, yeah? Chester has one. Neston, a relatively small facility, or should I say, relatively small parish. And they've got a swimming pool. Now, I'm not saying I'm an advocate of swimming pools. I'm saying let's get something done and let people know we're pushing and achieve it. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We are not pushy enough. We don't demand enough. Oh. Bill? I agree. Bill, can I, I just... Um... I, I got an email which I forwarded on to Phil from um, Mr. Hickson, who's running the Brio thing. And I queried whether, uh, because Pam Bradley from Quack had said that we could only have one person per organisation. They were amenable to us having more than one councillor on that. Um, work. Is it a working group, Phil, project group? So if you want to liaise with Phil and join him, then I don't see any problem with that. I'll be very happy to join uh, my friend Phil and I'll be a subordinate, okay? Okay. Hey, Phil. Yeah. Phil, Phil, that's wonderful. In that case, please, can you register by Monday? Oh, oh bloody right. hell. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um, Mark. Phil, I'll write to him tomorrow and tell him to put your, you on with us, okay? Okay. Mark. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, um, to just uh, what Phil was saying there, I feel Frodium was far better under Vale Royal for the council. Yeah, than what we've got now. Yeah, 
you know, the swimming pool money, uh, you know, lived all my life, the swimming pool money we, we raised went to Moss Farm to look after their swimming pool. And, and memory served me right, and I'd love you to, to check into this. When the leisure centre was built, was there any money put on to people's lakes for helping to build that in project? I've just got a funny feeling there was, but I, I can't find that out. I don't know. Um, if uh, Frank would be the one to tell us, I would have thought, because he's got a phenomenal uh, memory of, for things that have happened over the years. Yeah, I, I, he can't seem to remember. I'll put it down to his age, but it'd be worth finding out if we could, because that would give us another angle with the with the leisure centre. Yeah. Can I? We've got three speakers at the moment: Bernie, then Bill, then Phil. I don't think the rates were put up, Mark. I'm sure they weren't. No, that, that's fine, Bernie. It was just an itch, you know. I just thought. I, I know. I know the residents of Helsby put agreed to put their preset up to fund this new sports centre. And I did think it might be a worth um, investigating into whether the residents of Prodgen would agree to something similar. Yeah. Okay. Bill? Well, I'd like to apologise to, uh, to the chair and everyone in the council for my swearing, which was, um, I think you heard me say, the words bloody something yeah i apologize most profoundly for swearing <laughs> thanks bill i didn't hear it um, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> um having heard bernie's comment um and, and mark um I, i'm happy what i've heard now i don't need to say that any further thank you yeah donna when was when were they raising money for the swimming pool i can't remember what year it was Oh, back in the 70s, Years. I think. It was 70s. in the 70s. It was in the 70s, uh, Donna. Yeah, and, and the, re the reason... When they built the school? Around the time when they were building that part of the school? No, yeah. before then. Be well before then. Right. This old Donna. Don't you remember the swim bus? Oh, bloody hell, yeah. Oh, sorry. I swear, sorry. <laughs> sorry for swearing. <laughs> yes, thanks, Mark. I I'll put the mic back on now. I used to go to all the meetings because at the time my dad was uh, chair of the parish council and I always went to the meetings and, and the, the problem was it wasn't the building of the swimming pool, it was the upkeep of the swimming pool because it cost an awful lot of money to keep a pool going and mm -hmm. that's the reason why it fell down in the end. That is, okay. that is correct. Bill? Bill? Only, only to say in, in my diatribe I've just given you, I mentioned a swimming pool. I am not advocating a swimming pool, by the way. I'm just saying we need to push for things that we need in Frodsham to improve leisure facilities, whatever it might be. Yeah, so please don't think I'm saying swimming pool. We need pool. to pick our fights. Yeah? We need to pick things that we know that we that are reasonable for that could go through, you know, like, you know I, I agree there should be a pool here, but if their answer is going to be, well, where's the funding going to come for, from to upkeep it, then that's another battle. I think maybe we need to just look at things that we can, that are reasonable, that we can win, and then go forward from there. Chair? Yeah. 
I think Councillor Stockton's right, because if you, you've only got to look at Northwich, they have two swimming pools, and the amount of leisure facilities that are in Northwich and Winsford are phenomenal. And when you think about how much our preset payers pay in the borough, it does come on to being a little bit unfair, I think. So mm. I agree wholeheartedly. And if we could do something about the leisure centre, and locate it and uh, participate in it, I think that would be a very good idea. Thanks, Mally. Helen? Hi, uh, just whilst I applaud all the discussion about swimming pools and, and leisure centres, this discussion started with Frodham Town Council reputation. Yeah. So, uh, I think to bring us back bit. on track, uh, I think what, what Bill has said uh, and Phil has said and I've said, as well as Caroline is, is we need to publicise um, the good mm. work that we're doing rather than go off track. Apologies. Yeah, true. I don't think we're going too far away from going off track though, because Bill started this with promoting what we do and being proactive. And I'm, I would be happy if Bill and Phil could not just go to the working group, project group, and try and help save the leisure centre, but start thinking about things that we might, as a council, be proactive about and you know if we come up with some really good ideas we might persuade the community uh, to accept a, a modest increase in the preset next year to start banking money to fund anything that we might um, jointly fund with Cheshire West and Chester because that's the only way that Cheshire West are going to agree to anything these days if um, town and parish councils agree to part fund things. Ryan? Yeah I think I've, I've probably just listened rather than saying anything for a change for the last 10 minutes and it's been actually very nice to see all of us sit here and agree on one thing and everyone be on page and on message all together um, and I think that's probably what our residents want to see from us and let's do things moving forward as a council not individuals with agendas or, or anything else and, and do things properly and do things as as one council yes we're never going to agree on everything you know but Let's keep respect for each other and do what do what we set out to do and represent the project in the best way we can. I agree. Okay, so well said, Ryan, well said. Yeah. yeah. Are we? Has anybody got anything else that they want to add? No. Or are we done for the evening? Um, okay. Well, I think that that's it then. Um, the next full council meeting is on the 22nd of March. I think we've got a few meetings before then. can't remember what they all are. Planning, planning. amenities, events. So um, can we close the meeting now? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes, thank you. Okay. Um, and Joe, thanks, for the, thanks for all the participants. Yeah. Joe, any, any final comments from you as clerk? No final comments from me. I'll just uh, close the meeting and thank you, Ryan, for assisting. And okay. Judith for sharing. And everybody else for, for participating. Okay. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Bye. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Bye.